but make sure that on a daily basis you are educating yourself on how you use your words because things that you just said remind me something that my dad would say but a lot of the conversations sound a bit like there's some men who have only just realized women are also human beings the same as them and that's the bit that when you use that language you talk about women as if they're other as if they're different as if they're not the same as if we're less than men that's not the fucking point of this So as far as um, as far as this album goes, I think it's quite a stellar album. You know, I myself um, will give it a four point eight out of five. You know, the reason why I say that is because I think um, conceptually, like this album is just airtight, and I think um, as a guy um, listening to it, it's a thing where I can almost see myself. Um, in the narrative, even though the album is spoken from the perspective, you know, of a woman, because in kind of like the journey of the album, you know, I see kind of pieces of myself kind of contributing to certain things, but also being on the receiving end of things as well. Um, particularly, what's that song called? Is it Pick Up Your Feelings? You know, um, that album kind of hit home a little bit for me. Um, and I think it being able to kind of like break those those boundaries across gender when it's specifically speaking from the narrative of a woman, I think is great. And I think also musically, um, it's very on trend, but not to the point where she's trying to kind of like beg it. She's kind of put her own little twist on it as well. So like musically at some point and conceptually it's great. So for me, and for those reasons, I'd give it that score 4.8. I'd give it a solid 6 out of 5. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, Jasmine has created a sacred space for women in this album. Like, and I didn't realise until I heard Charlemagne speak about the album just before um, that I didn't need to hear a man's perspective on this album at all. Yeah. I respect men, but this is a space that I've been narrating in my head for years, ever since I've started dating. Right, so the, she's telling tales that we've all had, we've all sp spoken to our friends about. She's like got that deep inner narrative. She's telling the embarrassing parts of life that aren't proclaimed and you're not supposed to share them, but she sang them beautifully. You can listen to them when you're cleaning, <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's affirmed parts of myself and parts of my friend's selves that I just think had to be said. So six out of five for sure. Wow, I think that's our first ever six, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Shakria. So I would rate the album a five out of five because through my ADD-riddled brain, this is the only album that I can listen to from start to finish without having to pause or switch it out. And I think, I know a lot of people had an issue with the interludes, cutting the songs apart, but I think it's actually really good because it kind of gives you a storyline before jumping into the song. So it's like her way of being like, this song means this, this, this to me. And as a fellow like plus size person, a plus size black woman, I feel like a lot of the time she wasn't taken very seriously when she spoke about love and sex and issues. And even though she did lose quite a bit of weight, she, she's still my chunky soul sister. And it's nice to see her being taken seriously if we're talking about things that 
a lot of people that look like are, look like us or are built like us aren't given the opportunity to talk about and i love jasmine sullivan and this album is just chef's kiss yeah uh so hi everyone i'm mike um yeah um i i give the album four out of five as well i've been rinsing it like this whole week i, del- I downloaded the whole like deluxe version so um believe it or not there's a contribution by the actress called Issa ray where um and this one really just blew my mind on like um you know the idea of promiscuity especially from a woman's perspective about you know a woman her being dissatisfied with her sexual partner to the point where she says she's at the end like glad that she was cheating on him and you know <laughs> you know 10 years ago like you know a, a woman would have been definitely denigrated for that but now it's like doesn't really matter and it shows for me that patriarchy is losing its way which is what i enjoy this this for me this album you know it touched on not just sexual liberation but female empowerment you know, you've got brilliant um, tracks like uh, Paid For It, which, um, you know, talks about the theme of um, a woman selling her, herself and, you know, should she be ashamed of it? Should a man be ashamed of paying for it? At the end of that track, I was no... Well, not that I have ever paid for it, but, like, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but you know, I, I don't think I would be ashamed of paying for it. It's something <laughs> to think about still, I, I would say. The other side made me think, wow, like, you know, the relationship between femininity and materialism, you know, it's real. Does a man need to, like, upgrade himself to, you know, meet a woman's, you know, standards for today's modern society? <laughs> you know what I mean? I would give the album a 4.8. So that point two is selfish because I wanted it to be longer. I was like, give me more. But, yeah, um, it was healing in a way, like, as a woman, and particularly as a black woman, I can't have them conversations with my mum. I can't have them conversations with my grandmother. I can't even have them conversations with my cousins. And as you get older, you're just about reaching them conversations with your friends. So it almost felt like Jasmine created a space where you could have that conversation with her and her people. And you just felt like, okay, cool. I experienced this, I've experienced that. And I can relate and release at the same time, so, yeah. Hi, I'm Alicia. Um, <laughs> I would give the album a 3.8 out of five. I um, think that's the first three. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big Jasmine Sullivan fan, but just sonically, I don't think um, the album didn't capture me like her previous albums where, and the way she was singing is more soulful in the previous albums, I think, where this was more like, kind of like a more surface yeah surface level kind of album i go five out of five i love this album it got me through i don't know what tranche of lockdown it came out in but it was a soundtrack to like being inside a lot and i think just in terms for me it's black women speaking very explicitly about sex and about living their lives and whether that's like straight relationships also LGBTQ relationships, having relationships with women, and just the fact that like Ari Lennox and Jasmine Sullivan can harmonize on a lyric about spitting on a penis. Like that's <laughs> why it gets the five out of five. Um, yeah, I would give it a 4.5. I think that the production is lush, her voice is just phenomenal. Um, 
on first listen, it was really confusing because I didn't understand that it was different stories. But having listened to it again, it uh, yeah, it's amazing to hear those different stories. And I think, um, yeah, it's just refreshing. Hi, uh, I'm Idris. For this album, I will give it a 4.9 out of 5. Oh, wow. Um, the only reason why I would take away anything from the 5 out of 5 was really the comment that um, somebody here made about the interludes not really like the interludes the interludes basically um, stopping the flow of the album and I feel like if he had been made as a short film where the interludes kind of merge with the songs as opposed to being such a hard cut in between them it would have been an even more much more amazing experience but the stories were amazing I found it very relatable in terms of what my friends and I have been able to discuss and what they've been able to tell me in their dating experience. And I was like, wow, this is, it speaks, it speaks to what I know or I've been privy to at least. Um, for me, I think I'd give it a 4.5. Um, I think lyrically, the whole album is really cohesive. Um, but personally, and I think it's more of a personal thing, I don't really like interludes and I get that it, joins the album together and telling a story but for me it just breaks the flow when listening to it so i think that's the only thing i would say but yeah 4.5 hi you you guys are gonna hate me but i'm I'm also gonna give it a 3.5 as well like i really loved um girl like me and i just wanted to hear more of songs like that that was similar to her other albums that's pretty much what i'm gonna say (laughs) um i would give it a firm four um, and the reason being is I'm a huge Jasmine Sullivan fan and I started listening to this album hot off the reality show, which I had on repeat, like nobody's business. So I kind of had expectations, I guess, for this album um, or projects, as she likes to refer it to. So it's a great project um, and I listened to it, but for me, just didn't have the, the pull of the reality show and I fell in love with the album and I think that's why for me it's a four because I've kind of viewed it through the lens of what I was hoping to for her to continue. So you're comparing Jasmine to Jasmine? I am and I can't help it. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm comparing her to Jasmine to Jasmine because it kind of, I was saying before, it's that effect where uh, Frank Ocean came in with Channel Orange and then Blonde came in yeah. and then you compare Frank to Frank. It's yeah. For me it's fully through that lens um hi i'm hannah um i will give this album a four out of ten as a long-term jasmine sullivan fan it was you a mean six, a four out of five sorry a four out of five of course yes <laughs> 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 a four out of five um it's been a six year long wait and i mean this what she did with this album it's nothing unprecedented it's nothing we've seen before but it's just nice to be reminded about how um you know the whole female empowerment thing and i think what's really great about this is that she made a platform for other women to kind of tell their stories and i kind of feel like these are stories that she experienced herself but what she wanted to do was show people that you know i'm not the only one who experiences this ari lennox experiences this her experiences this and there's no space for men on this album but she did make space in the deluxe album with bro tales which i thought was great and i think that came off the back of conversations of people saying this is a woman's album and i think she just wanted to kind of show how a man would respond to this album and i'm glad she only gave it one spot because that's all it took (laughs) that's all it took vocally she's um 
she's unparalleled um it was short and sweet which i liked as well especially in times when it's hard to absorb music and i think she released it at a great time when it was alongside when there wasn't too much noise and there wasn't too, there weren't too many people doing what she was doing and what i loved about this as well is that she caveated it with a lot of live performances and not music videos so you could really see her vocal strength which i really liked and it's a good one for the jasmine sullivan old fans and the new fans cool. so i think you can really sell people on this i'd have to say it's up there i might even stretch it to a five out of five okay um the reason being is because i feel like i can relate to a lot of things in the album at different stages of my life like maybe like a year or two years ago i would have been in the lost ones pick up your feeling situation Right now, I'm in a different kind of track. <laughs> Maybe on it or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like it nav like whatever your stage of your life that you're in, it's kind of like you can relate to something that she's singing about. And Babs, I will give this album a four out of five or four point five out of five. Um, even though it's a conceptual album, I like that there was varied experiences in the album. I think it smashes the narrative that R and B is dead. Um, musically is Jasmine Sullivan, she's amazing, but I don't like interludes. <laughs> I don't like speaking on albums. And I think it is a bit of a trend. Like he had it on LMA's album, he had it on Little Sims album. And this one, even though it's different in that it's stories, I just think it breaks up the flow. So that's why I'll knock it down by not- oh, So otherwise it would have been a five for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'd probably give it, um, I think I'd give it a five out of five. I absolutely love her. Um, I love this album. I think, um, I feel like it's, like I love it mainly because I feel like she wrote it based on, I guess like it's just her in this stage in her life, what it means to be a woman. And like, I think it goes well through being super confident and then having your own insecurities and then how you deal with those and then also like celebrating different things. Um, and I don't think there's, like, I also think she's an amazing singer. So, like, listening to it is just very enjoyable. I listen to it all the time. I listen to it when I'm clean. I listen to it, like, when I'm happy. Like, yeah, I think it's amazing. Hi, um, Oracle. Um, I have to agree with you. I'm not really good with listening to um, albums, but I think I've gotten into it coming here. Especially sitting here right now, it's kind of shown me kind of the privilege I have as a male because I've never really... Like hearing the woman saying like it offered them a space, that's the, uh, I love that. And so I was ready to kind of um, come here and give it like maybe a 3.5 to a 3.8 just because, you know, I didn't really like some of the tunes, but on, on how like to hear like it's empowering black women um, in that sense and their ability to relate to it and not really having those spaces, I think I definitely have to um, kind of give it a bit more. Um, I think that the idea of definitely speaking on sexuality and stuff. Um, I didn't realize black women have, don't necessarily have those kind of um, privileges to do that in openly um, and safely as well. But what Jasmine Sullivan um, sings about in Girl Like Me is very true. Like, you know, a lot of times it's the, it's the women that are kind of um, with a certain image and a certain type of um, persona 
that yeah. gets like the attention and draws like guys and probably like draws guys out of certain relationships as well. But the same thing kind of happens for men that don't necessarily fit into that kind of monolith or that like, you know, idea of what masculinity would be. I think black men as well, as a black man, I could definitely um, attest to that. But overall, again, I think a lot of women said it as well. Um, that ability to just be free and like claim your sexuality in a safe space, that, that, that was beautiful. So yeah. Yeah, um, four point five. That's very interesting, you know. Like I'm getting everyone's kind of perspective on this because um, I think, like Natalie mentioned, um, when I first listened to this album and really got into it, it was in the height of lockdown, right? So I was really listening to this album almost within like an echo chamber, right? To where it's a thing where I'm listening to it, and the only person that gets to kind of like, offer any kind of interpretation of the album you know is myself and my own individual experiences and listening to the album um i saw it as i saw it as a cautionary tale you know um in the sense <laughs> in the sense of right because the way in which like the album starts right it's um you know talking it, it starts off with bodies right and is outlining the experiences of a woman who I guess you can say is quite promiscuous and um, and and is like routinely getting her in a situation where you know she's ending up with guys who she doesn't really know right and then the album kind of progresses and then ends with girl like me right which for me is like almost um, almost like the opposite of the opening track which is kind of speaking to um a woman's kind of vulnerabilities right um in relation to you know i guess um into relationships um with men and it almost felt that the last track was um driving you know the first track if that if that makes sense you know which is why i felt conceptually um it was it was really great because it kind of started off at the surface but then really kind of dug its way down um to i guess like the nucleus of what may drive um women to kind of maybe operate like that in the first place but it's interesting to then um hear the hear a discussion where a lot of the conversation is is around um empowerment so I guess my question um, to you lot is, is how does um, this, how does this album, I guess, empower um, the very um, people that it's kind of aimed towards? So, uh, many things. The thing you said about the whole, the end thing, like that's a thing of, in terms of, people putting themselves in vulnerable situations because they feel vulnerable. That's the whole thing, particularly for women. I mean, I think particularly in terms of like bodies and talking about like having sex with loads of people and at the time unnecessary thinking it's a fun thing and being like, hang on, I've put myself in a lot of dangerous situations and I'm not having fun anymore. But I think it's that thing of, it's empowering in two ways. And in, in one way of actually acknowledging that that's a thing that happens and that women put themselves through because they want to be seen to be accepted particularly by men um and secondly a fact of 
when you think about on it, like you can be a sexual being and own it. And if you're having a nice time and it's fully consensual and everyone's having a nice time, you can own your sexuality. It's women, all right for that to be the yeah, case. Yeah, because women aren't, yeah, if you're happy and you're doing it then and you're consenting and you're an adult, then it's fine. But women will get themselves in a situation, whether it's, it's something that they've actively wanted to go in or they've been coerced into or things have happened. Like there's so many things that happen and it's based on kind of the, the sexuality of it and everything as well. And I think that's, it's a thing of, women can be empowered sexual beings, but also there is a vulnerability that comes with being a woman. And particularly the fact that women are the ones who are often at the receiving end of sexual assault and rapes and other things like that as well. But that, not that she goes into it in the album, but it's a thing that women will, will, a lot of women will put themselves in a situation that they don't necessarily want to be in or, but feel like they should be in or that they might feel at the time they want to be in because it makes them feel a bit better or better about themselves. Like, I can't remember whose interlude it is, but there's one where it's just like, I knew I was good at having sex and that's what people liked about me. And so I kept doing it, I kept doing it. And then you realise like, oh shit, that's not actually making me feel better as a person because now I'm just body parts. And I yeah. think that's a thing that like, so that's the thing where it can be something that is exposing true vulnerability and trauma but also the fact that you can still live through that shit and still be someone who enjoys sex and loves sex and, and, and does sexual things and be proud of that and also speak about it as well because women can't speak about being sexual like they can with men. Like the, the phrase promiscuous, it often gets used attached to women. It doesn't get used it, men. with men in the same way. And also I don't think, and it's something she spoke about in the documentary as well, that there's like, there's there's I think it was even Charlemagne who... I mean, I've got conflicting ideas of him, but he was like, <laughs> there's there's men, men will put themselves in that situation, but because it's the way society has shown it to be, because the patriarchy is screwing us all over. Um, I know that the album is quite like love and sex related, but something that I feel like a lot of people don't consider is, uh, me and a friend of mine were discussing it and we were like, there is an, a very awkward space with people who have experienced a sort of trigger warning, a sort of sexual assault where it's like, it's awkward for us to talk about sex and love and being physical. So you're kind of hoping that someone can do it for you and you can listen vicariously and live vicariously through it. Yeah. And we felt like we could listen to this album and be like, like, I also want those things. And she's putting it out there in a way that's kind of fearless. And it isn't, I wouldn't say it's like, trashy it's very like i own it i own my body and i know that this is the stuff that i want and i wish more women would do that obviously ratchet music is the best and i love it but some sometimes it can be looked at a bit more seriously and i really enjoyed listening to it because i'm just like jasmine is maybe unknowingly maybe knowingly giving us a space to discuss those things in a safe space where I can listen to it with my friend. I'm like, we deserve this type of thing and it will happen for us eventually. So I love those points and what you said earlier about um, maybe it being a caution hotel. The reason I don't agree with that is what I think Jasmine's been able to do is create a space where she suspends the patriarchy from the moment. Mm -hmm. So she explores all of it in quite hard-hitting ways. So she's dismantling it in the album context. Yeah so that you can, she invites introspection. And I think she said this in um, the Breakfast Club interview. It's like, I'm just inviting you to reflect. What does it mean for you? So bodies, she in that moment was reflecting that when I wake up with a guy <laughs> that I don't know, I might not like it. But someone else might wake up next and to like a guy it. I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. and really love it. And she's inviting that space to be like, what does this mean for me? 
if you read it through like the lens of like natural um, society w where we all live, all of those individual stories can sound like that's a bad thing, that's a good thing, that's an okay thing. But she's just inviting, I think, a space where she's like, I'm going to attack the norms of society and allow you as a woman to decide when you want to be in a situation and when you don't, when you're enjoying a situation and when you don't. And I think that's what's really beautiful about the space. So I wouldn't call it a cautionary tale, although you can read it at that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually if you see it as like, let's dismantle and create a space where that doesn't exist and invite you to just say, um, as a woman, if I didn't live in this oppressive society, it I could actually, I wouldn't be viewing yeah, it yeah. As I, such, And yeah. I think the reason why I started with that um, was because I'm a guy and I was listening to it in isolation, you know, so um, I'm kind of bringing my own kind of projections um, to the album, which is why it's been very liberating, um, you know, actually having an open discourse, you know, um, about this project. I think a theme in this album I kind of wanted to flag is how women in particular see sex and sexuality as you're only as good as how someone responds to you. Um, yeah. And I mean, this kind of brought up, this is more in the deluxe album. I feel like a lot of the tales were as a response to how men responded to them. And so for instance, Ari Lennox was saying how, um, you know, she wanted, she was almost like extremely submissive to this guy and it's like, daddy, what do you want me to do for you type thing? And so she was embracing her sexuality um, as a way of how this man responded to her. And in the deluxe album, there was another one where this woman had, um, I don't know what her name was. She had a skit about how, she prided herself in being someone that a man would never forget. And I think we, we need to kind of get to a place where women can just kind of express their sexuality in terms of how much it serves them. So basically what I'm saying is that Without women should be a lot more consideration selfish. consideration the men. Yeah. So Got if you're you. getting into bed, it's about what you can get from that experience, what you can enjoy from that experience. So you're not giving yourself to someone, you're sharing yourself I think with that's, someone. I think, that's a, I think that's a really good point. We... I feel like everyone here probably was was blaring out Miguel, tell me that pussy is mine. Yeah. I just well, just to go back on that, I just thought to myself, we lived in we are living not so much well, trying not to, in a space where we are told as women, you do this for the man. And just so this album project, it was a bit like, No, bitch, you go and get yours. You know, and if you if you want it, go get you, it. Yeah, if you want it, go get it. Because I love loads of Miguel songs, but I used to sit there blaring out this song. And what am I doing to myself by blaring out that song? I'm channeling it. I'm internalizing it. And then, and then I'm walking it. around living it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so having this album be like, do you for you how you want to do you was a bit like it was mind blowing. I just wanted to say I w I was a bit surprised that a lot of people didn't like the interludes because um, I love the interludes. I feel like the interludes in this album were very, like, to me, felt very natural. Because someone brought up Ella May um, and I feel like the interludes in her album were very scripted. It was like, mm. L is for love. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? Like, E is for eternal. Do you know? But this, this, like in this album, it was very much like, someone said it was like an, a starter to the song that was coming up and it and it gave you context to the song um and it was it was i felt like i was like sitting in a group conversation do you know what i mean um and yeah that's what i had to say about the interludes but i feel like in terms of um the vibe of this album where it's very sexually freeing it gives you a space to 
um, really connect with whatever you feel like you're doing, especially as a woman. Um, I mean, I can't attest for, for that, obviously, but I feel like a lot of my friends, like they feel very seen and heard by this album, which is amazing. Over the years or beforehand, there was like a, only a few ways women were seen. Whereas nowadays there's this push to see them as multifaceted. They can be very entrepreneurial, but still very um, sexual and still very promiscuous or being very prude, but very intelligent. Like it's like there's, there's multiple versions of a woman that can reside in one. And people like Ohlone has recently been obviously pushing more for that because she will share stories that you think only happens maybe in a script somewhere, but it's everyday women who are sharing those stories. And it makes you realize how common those type of behaviors are. And it kind of, not desensitize you, but it makes you realize that, oh, these are everyday people. So it must, they're not horrible human being. They're just people who do maybe one, one mistake a day or one mistake one day or they're, they're just able to express themselves the way they want to express themselves. And if it was a guy sharing certain stories, it would be obviously looked down upon. Oh no, it would be, um, pr yeah. Yeah, yeah, promoted. yeah. But if it's a girl sharing the same story. It's she's, seen as empowering. Yeah, exactly. So I think this album, again, like I said, I've, I've been able to listen to women sharing their experiences in terms of dating story or just sexual sexual stories. And the fact that this was being said by Jasmine Sullivan, sharing very similar feelings of how she felt about her self-esteem, about her confidence and all of that. I found that very amazing because I was like, wow, it's not just weird girls who do these things. Every girl does it. Just It's just not as publicized. And I'm very much encouraging that normalization so that people can see more women as human yeah, beings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we got, a few, we got a few responses to that one. Let's start with this lady here. Do you know what it was? I feel like the vocabulary that you used was just a little bit off. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hmm. Like, when you got to your end point, I felt it, right? But just the words that were used to get there... Can you elaborate? ...were a little bit shaky. So, um, women can be A, B, C, D. But I can be anything I want to be. And it don't matter what you... It don't matter. Like, you know, they, women can be anything they want to be. There doesn't have to be entrepreneurial, sexy, buff, ting, 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 ting. Do you know what I mean? And that's obviously a... I don't know what the words are, but that's obviously a conditioning that men have and particularly black men have so i think it's all about educating ourselves and i'm not turning around and being like you need to go read but make sure that on a daily basis you are educating yourself on how you use your words because things that you just said remind me something that my dad would say do you know what i mean i think um i think in in idris in Idris, like saying what you were saying, like he was almost saying it like in reference to the empowerment that he sees um, within um, within this project, and obviously like the wave of I guess um, empowerment that. And women... I think that's quite new to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and. But do you, do you think it's almost 
Do you think it's almost unfair then to, I guess, to critique the, the comment that you just responded to in the way in which you did? Because patriarchy is something in which everyone is, 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 is being indoctrinated with, right? So for then someone to kind of like open up their mind, right, and kind of break from that um, program in which has kind of followed them throughout the, the course of their life. Isn't that something to be championed rather than something to be yeah. further critiqued? It, it, no, it is definitely. But the thing is, is that I feel like... It's still limiting. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm not completely agree. I hear where he's coming from. But then we could be living a life of where women are hearing where he's coming from and no one turns around and says, gee... But there's Let's more just to do that. A little, yeah, got you, you know? got you, so. got you. I mean, it's been slightly. I'm, I'm enjoying hearing from a lot of men on this album and about how it's it's taught them things about women. But a lot of the conversations sound a bit like there's some men who have only just realised women are also human beings, the same as them. And that's the bit that when you use that language, you talk about women as if they're other, as if they're different, as if they're not the same, as if we're less than men. That's not the fucking point of this album. It's also just women expressing their lives and their lived experiences and that they are as valid as men's are. And I think that, that when you're looking to challenge and whether it, and it, it, it all comes from fucking society and the way that it has been traditionally lived with men being in positions of power and economic power and all of this stuff, but women are human beings as well. It's nice to hear that some people are only realising that in 2022 this evening after listening to a Jasmine Sullivan album. <laughs> but, like, I mean, women, uh, I women thought, are I human people. Was... But this is the thing, women are human people, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that if you're seeing this album as, like, a different special thing of, like, oh, my God, she's talking about doing these things and she was putting herself in bad situations and all of this... All women do it. All people do it. Men are in the same situations. <laughs> like, this is the thing. We're human fucking beings. Yeah. And we live the same experiences. Just because we haven't had platforms where we can talk about it so much doesn't mean it's not been happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've not all been in kitchens making for sandwiches. Real. Like, I understood the sentiment, and I think, like, um, when people speak about women being multifaceted or um, in general, when people speak about that, I felt just the... Um, that's also more widely just about who the music industry promotes. So like you tend to see people who might be perceived to be more sexualized or say if there's certain people who are promoted and now I feel like more people are coming out so maybe people are thinking, oh, women are suddenly multifaceted as opposed to that's what- But you've always been multifaceted. And like even those artists, they the ones who they're promoting who might they might see as more sexual even they are multifaceted yeah, but, but they're I, only promoting but, but, certain but, 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 but I think but this but, but I think and this is where I kind of have sympathies like towards what Idris was saying and obviously I'm a guy so you know um, but it's a thing of like if you're being funneled a certain narrative it's very different it's very difficult to kind of like see anything outside of that your experiences that you have in real life with women where you see their multifaceted so i think it's like one side of it where you might um like hear music that promotes women in one way but then you're like having experiences with your like mothers sisters daughters all kinds of people that are more yeah yeah so then i feel it's, like it's a dissonance like we've been that way it's a cognitive time. it's a cognitive dissonance in the sense of like you've been predominantly programmed with this but you see um outside examples which actually contradict it 
but because you've been heavily programmed to see things mm. in a certain way, you almost like negate the fact that there's alternative um, existences outside of your perception. So, Idris, honestly, like I meet you in your intention. Like I do know the language was clumsy, but I do believe that like what he's saying is true. And what I think we don't talk about enough is that as women, we are also patriarchal. We are also living in the same world that Idris is living in. And we still s listen to Jasmine Sullivan's words through our patriarchal lens. So I've heard some of the women here today, I won't call anyone out, I'll call them in, to invite them to reflect on the fact that some of the tracks you're reading as mistakes. I think that's the fundamental issue here. Like, we should not be looking at anyone else's business and judging it based on our own worldview, our own perceptions, I, I and think our own that's preferences. Such a, I think that's such a great point. And that's point. all. So, yeah, like, yeah. In, honestly, it just I respect and, and love what he's, he invited to share, but I would all invite us all to reflect on the fact that in the same way that we're all racist, we are all prejudiced and we're all patriarchal 100 percent. i just i just want to echo what you said um and also in defense of idris i think sometimes a message is only as good as the person delivering it and i feel like he's a, he's in a bit of a disadvantage because he's a man here if i had said what he had said it wouldn't have got the same reception um but just echoing what you said about how some of these experiences are seen as mistakes i feel like what Jasmine Sullivan has done here which is a little bit different i feel like a lot of time women use sexuality as a form of rebellion Whereas yeah. her, she's used it as a form of this is just who I am and this is just how I exist in my most subtle form, in my most aggressive form, sexuality is involved. Whereas in the past, I feel like a lot of women are trying to reclaim sexuality and come, kind of use it as a pushback to men rather than just saying Great this is just point. who I am. Yeah, it's not, I'm not trying to, I'm not using my sexuality to rebel. It's nothing aggressive. It's nothing to shove in your face. It's just who I am as you are as well. Just to jump on that, I think on some levels, Jasmine Sullivan's album isn't groundbreaking, but on, on, but on the same level it is. Because to your point about pushback, like I think of, um, showing my age here a little bit, but for example, Madonna's album, Bedtime Stories, and she's got a song, a quite a, a iconic song at the time called Human Nature. And it's like, I'm not your bitch, um, all this jazz and she's in black leather and that is very much a statement for the industry for the record label as a woman and she's you know uh jarring making points for a reason whereas with jasmine sullivan it's a subtle this is just this is just another dimension of being a woman like i'm not here to make a statement i'm here as a black woman just singing my experiences and i think that's also part of the most refreshing points of the album she's not coming out in leathers she's not like showing her body for a whole other reason she's not trying to be you know uh she's normalizing she's just normalizing she's normalizing it's, sexual it's sexuality you know um madonna for like ignoring her shenanigans of today madonna <laughs> back in the day madonna was iconic for like when i said uh jasmine sullivan jasmine sullivan's album isn't groundbreaking in some aspects is because you know, the artists before. like Madonna did open the door to talk yeah. about women and sexuality and the fetishes that we have and the things that we enjoy about sex. But, uh, but on the same degree, Madonna was doing that to make a statement and the whole politics of Madonna at the time. Um, whereas Jasmine Sullivan here, and it's refreshing for a black woman just to hear an artist. That's what I was going to say. Singer just singing about sex in a way that isn't about, 
you know, the the sexualization of sex is just this is what is, this because is I what I, I enjoy, and these are the dynamics of sex. Because I think when you even like look at, um, I guess, the movement of feminism, and this is just me from outside looking in, right? Like, um, you know, the, the experiences, I guess, for white women are different from those of black women. So then Jasmine Sullivan actually speaking on this, even though you say it's something that's been um, um, done before, it's been more so on the mainstream level, but not really from a microscopic um, level. Going to what my man said, um, I know the interludes has been debated a bit. I, listen, this album or mixtape, whatever it was, it was a movie, it was a TV show, it was an experience, yeah, for, for me. I, the interludes set up the track, so I was grateful for the interludes. Now, um, in regards to the context of the whole album, for me, what I liked about what Jasmine did was, yes, it was a concept. Someone as acclaimed as her, she stepped out of her niche. This is a woman who's come from a gospel background so for her to even tackle this project let's be honest it's kind of taboo she took a five-year break from the industry and still managed to come back and remain relevant. relevant so you know for me you know i have to take my my hat off obviously uh to her but um it was an album for everyone to enjoy you know like let's be honest when we all you know have moments of intimacy you know we all like to on a bit of music and this sound this album is now you know something i had to my sound anyway, anyway no 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 hey what, what song in particular actually no 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 don't no but to um go back to um idris's point about multifaceted women i said uh, to someone behind me that Look, this kind of album couldn't have been released um, 10 years ago. Yes, you had people like Rihanna breaking taboos. In the 80s, you had Madonna breaking these kinds of taboos. You wouldn't see uh, Beyonce touching it. So for uh, Jasmine to make this sort of foray, you know, it's much appreciated. It's, it's incredible. But it's not really what I would say an image change like Christina Aguilera had in the early 2000s. What with Dirty? Yeah, it... it, it, it <laughs> It's not that. No, no, no. But look, 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 look. I'm not. Min I'm not reducing it to just some little image change. Yeah. I'm just saying this album is much appreciated, not just for the culture, but really for the times. We we've become a much less um, closeted society talking about these kinds of um, things. You know, having these attitudes towards sex, and you know, we appreciate that women as well as men. You know, are happy to talk about. You know their views towards sex. I just want to touch upon the point around, like, I think we have heard about women speak about sex in terms of, and the singer as well. So I'm just taking it back to like, when Tweet released Southern Hummingbird and she had oops. Like she talked about female masturbation. That was like a massive moment. So I think it's been a minute since we've heard something, but there's definitely been those moments when we have heard things. And like, you got Jill Scott talking about like Crown Royal, like that was a tune. Um, so I think there's just elements of it, but I just think it's a thing where, I mean, the whole album is not literally just about sexual liberation. It is about feelings. It's about going through those emotions. And I think those emotions are human emotions. And I think from a male perspective, there is that relatable essence to it and going, 
okay, I can relate from the sexual side to then the emotional side as well. Um, but yeah, that's just my point on it. I would say, I think when you say, is it okay for whichever gender or like what the differences are for the genders, I think it's more so we need to kind of change the onus and point towards the system itself because that's the only thing that allows it to be different between the different genders. Yeah. It's really now taking a step back and really challenging, okay, what are the structures we're embedded in? So I think someone mentioned emotional trauma, Natalie, right? And I think as soon as you said that, I just immediately thought of a bubble in um, an ocean and when the bubble kind of collapses, all that like, all that pressure just falls in and the pressure could be, in a sense, an analogy to emotional trauma, all those different things. Um, so I think it's a matter of challenging the system rather than challenging whether the genders are, it's really the system that allows for it to be looked the, at the, differently. The, 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 these things to prevail. Yeah. It's, nice. Yeah, it's filtered through. It's like, sorry, I always go to physics in it, but it's like, you know, when you project light through a certain um, prism and then, you know, you get the um, different arrays of colors afterwards you know split it's, it's literally that you're projecting it through the filter of what this system is things are changing now you know we're living with more connectivity and stuff and it, we're in that kind of um critical point where we do need to look at the way these kind of overarching systems kind of um shape how we navigate the world because right now because of the increased connectivity those structures aren't aren't going to work anymore and this is where you can't really, um, not to mansplain and like, you know, jump on board with yes, brothers, but like, you, I agree, you have to give some empathy to the vocabulary that um, Idris was using because it is to do with the timing and it, she is going to be projected a bit more because of um, the kind of the predicament we're all in at the moment and the kind of nature of the dynamic we're all in, like that kind of um, turning point or critical point i think um that, that that's quite interesting i think um i think there's an interesting relationship between i guess equality um and power you know um and i guess that's kind of like a a conversation in and of itself which we could probably save for for another listening party <laughs> but um yeah i think we'll I think we'll wrap it up there. You know, I think that's been a really great um, conversation. You know, I think um, when it kind of comes to um, albums that we will kind of come around to kind of like talk about, um, you know, there's a musical application, which is fine, but it's really um, the kind of the underlying concepts which really, you know, bring us together and then have, you know, these expanded, you know, discourses. And I think we had a really great, you know, discourse today, and I've really um, been able to kind of expand the way in which I'm able to engage with this album, but also engage with the general experiences in which this album represents. I really, you know, want to thank you, you know, all for that. Um, yeah, but that, that kind of wraps up um, this evening. Um, before we kind of finish, I'd just like to um, give a special thanks out to my team. So Charlie um, doing the sound engineering. And then we had uh, <laughs> we have um, Liam behind the camera. 
and also and also just to yourselves you know because you've really brought the energy here brought great you know discussion points you know i think everyone be able to to take home with them you know so if we can all just like give ourselves a round of applause you know before we all fade out no no much much appreciated um yeah as i said like that kind of wraps up um this evening but thank you all again and i look forward to seeing you next time okay man take care